Okay, welcome to Bellwether Friends. Definitely not the first podcast featuring a discussion of pop culture and why we think you should like what we like. You should trust us because we're librarians. I'm Anna, librarian in Western Massachusetts. I'm Allie, and a librarian also in Western <laughs> Massachusetts. Every couple of weeks we'll get together with someone and chat about a couple of pop culture topics, what we think and how we feel. And we'll end the show with our current obsessions. Here with us today is Amy slash at Calzone. Hi, Amy. Um, a librarian. Sort of. <laughs> Not in Western Massachusetts. Not in Western Massachusetts. In Eastern Massachusetts? Uh, Metro West. Metro. Oh. Ooh, Metro West. They just want to be more Western out there. Of course they do. Yeah, it's true. It's true. When I met you, you were um, a librarian or a I, librarian. No, we, we were in school I, together. Yeah, we, we. I don't know if we took any classes together, but we were definitely at, um, in school at the same time. We were. Aspiring I was in. Librarians. I took classes with all of your friends. I think. Maybe yeah, librarians. It was like the one class that I couldn't take with them. Yeah. So you were my replacement, and then I met you later. <laughs> and you were like, "Whoa, <laughs> factory seconds." Oh well. It, it was a strange experience. It was. It was weird meeting your friends and being like, "Hey, I already know you people." <laughs> <laughs> I was in class with you. I sat at the back of the room, which was my general MO. Well, they, they kept, they would keep bringing stuff up that you guys talked about in class, thinking that I was there and I wasn't. They had just replaced you with me in their minds. Yeah. And it, it led to many confusing, confusing conversations. Yeah. Who are these friends? Do I know any of them? Um, well, mostly they're in California now. Oh, okay. Then I guess not. All over the place, so I don't think you've met any of them. So we have Amy with us today because she's an expert at podcast listening. (laughs) Put that on your CD. (laughs) That's right. She's an expert at podcast listening, and um, we wanted to have a podcast about podcasts. How meta. I know. Um, once upon a time, someone, when we were soliciting show suggestions, someone asked us to, to like name other podcasts. Oh, it was Eileen. It might've been your number one fan back in the day. <laughs> Former number one fan. <laughs> um, so that's why we're talking to you today because you're an expert. Um, I so, listen to a lot of them. I know. Okay. So I have a list of questions here. My first question is about how many podcasts are you subscribed to? I, I did a count. To, okay. Uh, good. To figure that out, um, I'm subscribed to 61 different podcasts right now. 61? Now, th- there, I have a qualifying statement because okay. I have varying degrees of activity. Well, some I was going to say, how many of them do you actually listen to? Some, well, some of them haven't updated right. since like, last summer because they're on a hiatus or whatever. And some of them are probably never going to come <clears> back, but I keep in my feed just in case something happens. Well, I, I felt that way about Extra Hot Great and then it came back. Well, so. and some people felt that way about Bellwether Friends. That's true. <laughs> they did. <laughs> but that's the the dead, but pro- hopefully come back someday podcast. There's only four of them. Okay. Um, so really... I have a, a further down question. Wait, is... But that means 57 <laughs> are in train that she listens Fav- to. Favorite podcast no longer with us? Um, oh, that's a really good question. Um, 
Well, uh, so there's actually, it's, it's actually more of a, a fictional series called Valentine and the Widow. And I, I can't remember the name of the author, but he was writing it and then he would perform it himself. Ooh. Um, and he was releasing the text online, but it was also coming out in podcast format. And he, um, he, he updated his Tumblr like a year ago saying that he was going to update the podcast again and it just hasn't come back. But oh my God, so, I got That's so sad. It, yeah, it was about five books long and each one had like, each podcast was a chapter um and each book had about five chapters um and it was just great it was it was great and it's it i haven't seen it in a while so hopefully it'll come back eventually this sounds sounds um i'm echoing so we might have to fix that oh there we go this sounds familiar to like online fanfic readers because often you'll you'll have a really good story and you're and it's updating and then suddenly someone is like not updating anymore (laughs) and you just keep waiting and waiting and waiting. Probably people that are waiting for me to continue my story on um, Archive of Our Own from a couple of years ago, hmm. I, I imagine. Find, yeah, I find with a lot of online content that is like put out by um, just a person that's writing for themselves or doing a podcast for themselves, you kind of have to like be willing to admit that it might just disappear eventually. Yeah, it's a um, risk you have to take. Yeah, um, so... And that's happened to me so many times, both with uh, reading fanfic and and with podcasts. But um, because I listen to so many, I can always fill the time. So why is it that you are able to subscribe and listen to 50 plus 7? So I don't listen to every every episode of every podcast every week. Most of the ones I listen to are weekly. Some of them come out twice a month. Um, But a lot lot of them come out once a week. Um, But, uh, well, number one, I work... have the fortune of working in a job an office job right now where I can put in my headphones and listen to podcasts while I'm working and uh and I also listen to them on my commute so it fills up a lot of time and I'm the kind of person that when I'm working I need something some sort of audio distraction that like it helps me think more about what I'm working on if it's quiet I will get distracted very very easily but if I if I create my own distraction then I can get work done it's a little hard to explain, but um, but that's kind of way my brain works, and so I I lean on podcasts pretty hard so that I can I can get my work done at work. Um, so that, but that... you um pick and choose. So like a weekly podcast comes out, and sometimes it's not an episode that you particularly care about. You're okay with right deleting it and moving on. So I I happen to use a podcast app called Downcast. Hey, me um, too. Which I love because you can make playlists with it. Um, and so I have like a bunch of different playlists. So I have one that like lists the shortest episodes to the longest. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I have a few minutes I can go from there. And then um, and then I go from oldest to newest. And then I have another one that's just like my playlist where I put it in order of stuff I like the best to the least. Okay. This um, is brilliant. Right? Yeah. On Downcast, you can rate a podcast from one to ten. Like one, I, I don't think I've been using it as fully as you have. Clearly, you need to step up. <laughs> I have a system. <laughs> Complicated, but you can you can rate a podcast based off of whether it's not a more favorite podcast right. or a less favorite podcast. And so I have a whole playlist that is just hierarchy. Like, yeah, it's a hierarchy. So there's some podcasts where I won't miss an episode, and there are some podcasts where I'll look at the description and decide if that's mm, yeah while. And then there's somewhere I'll give it a shot, and if ten minutes and it's not catching me, I will just like like mark it as played and move on to something else. I have some that are um, 
sort of time sensitive. So like mm-hmm. the Slate sports podcast, if I haven't listened to it two months, you know, it's like two months ago, sports news, it's mm-hmm. not, they're talking about the Super Bowl or whatever. It's not mm-hmm. um, that exciting and I can just move on. <laughs> so here's my, here's my next question. <clears throat> You've been listening to one album on repeat which you do sometimes. I know you, I've seen you on Twitter say like you've like neglected your podcast because you got distracted by something else. Mm-hmm. And the podcasts have piled up. Which one do you listen to first <laughs> when you come back? Where you can refer to your hierarchy. Yeah. That's a really good question. Um, well, that that's even more complicated because I have a whole other playlist that are podcasts that my husband listen, listens to and ones that he doesn't listen to. So if he listens to it, then I know I can listen to it with him. Right. Um, but I think it would be Call Your Girlfriend right now is right now is my favorite. What about your next favorite? Um, well, Bellwether Friends. Oh, no, you don't have to say it. Awesome. You don't have to say it. I, was, I was wondering where Bellwether Friends fit in the spectrum. I don't think it's on of... my hierarchy at all. It's not in yours. Um, Judge John Hodgman, I tend not to miss. Um, although sometimes when they're clearing the docket, which is the episode where they don't really have uh, like a, uh, an argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens on Judge John Hodgman for people who don't really know is that... Uh, that he's a fake internet judge and people come on with disputes and usually our friend Margaret Margaret was on an episode and had a dispute but every now and then they have an episode where they just read email disputes right right when the they go through several arguments and it's it's only um John Hodgman and Jesse Thorne with no um guests on and I sometimes skip those just because I have so many podcasts to listen to (laughs) (laughs) but I but I I listen to just about every actual argument on Judge John Hodgman. It's it's delightful. All right. So when um, did you first start um listening to podcasts? Do you remember? Um I wanna say so I think it was when I got my first like grown up job with health insurance. Um <laughs> what does where, health insurance have to do with it? Let me put it a better way. Like it was the first <laughs> office job. So um I started working at the same school where I went to grad school and um, it was a unique situation where I had to manage a student staff, but there was always a manager on duty. So when I wasn't on duty, I could get other work done, but um, I would still have students coming up and asking me questions. So I needed a great way to aggressively ignore them. Right, right, right. So I would put in headphones to the podcast. It's way better than just listening to nothing and having management tips from Amy. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of when I started listening. It was... Probably more than five years ago. I can answer this question. You can? I can. Oh, you can answer when you started listening? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, go ahead. I started listening to podcasts when my friend Anna started having a (laughs) podcast called Bellwether Friends. So. You want to ask me how many podcasts I listen to? I already know, but go ahead. How many? I listen to one One podcast. podcast? I do. Yeah. We'll we'll get to that later. So I I think, I don't know if I said the year, but that was, I think, 2007. Um. And I started where a lot of people started at that point was with like NPR shows. Right. Because there weren't like a lot of podcasts then, but uh, NPR was turning all of their shows into podcasts. And I was not home to listen to This American Life. I remember Life, so. listening. Yeah. I listened to This American Life and Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. And Radio Lab. And I yep, also listened and Radio to Lab. Sound of Young America, which has since turned into Bullseye. With Jesse Thorne. Yes. With Jesse Thorne. Um, and I think those were my main ones for a long, long time. Um, and then, and I think 
and then I don't remember how I picked up this one. And this was really where I started listening to them like crazy. I, on an internet forum somewhere, I went down some sort of rabbit hole on the internet as you do. And somebody was talking about this great radio show out of Seattle called too beautiful to live. And, um, you used I, to talk about that a lot. I remember because yeah, I was like obsessed with it and, it, um, I know that the show started in January of 2008. I didn't start listening to it until the summer of 2008. But at that point in time, it was actually on the radio in Seattle. But they would put out a podcast um, every morning of like all three hours of that radio show. Hmm. And it was a daily, it was like Monday through Friday. That's radio. like a, a real commitment. <laughs> yeah. And I, I started listening to it. and I could not stop. Like for some reason, I was completely sucked in. And my roommate thought I was crazy because I would come home after work and listen to the whole thing every single day. <laughs> and that lasted for about a year. Um, and then it, it got taken off the radio in like September of 2009. And at that point, it turned into like a, an actual podcast and they toned it down a bit. It was only like an hour and a half. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it, and it's still on now. It's still daily. I, I actually don't listen to it anymore because I have so many other things I want to listen to. Right. Um, I didn't realize it was still on. Huh. It's still great. Yeah, it's still a podcast. I think it's on the Infinite Guest Network, um, and it's great. Um, I highly recommend it. They talk about all sorts of things, pop culture, the news, um, just whatever they're interested in at the time. Um, and it started out as three people, um, the main host, Luke, uh, Jen, and... and uh, Oh, I'm forgetting his name. The sound guy. Um, Eileen has a page up. Maybe she can find out. Call him Japan's number one mixer. What's his name? <laughs> Sean DeTore. Sean DeTore, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was completely sucked into TBTL. In fact, the last night they had their uh, last radio show, I listened to it live over the internet um, in the middle of the night because <laughs> it was airing in Seattle. And um, and there were a bunch of us in a chat room, you know, mourning the death of our favorite radio show. Oh. And I made I've made a ton of internet friends from that show. Um, it's just been so weird. That's the best kind. Yeah, internet friends are great. They are. They are. Great. Um, <clears throat> I was in fact on TBTL when it was still on the radio to talk about Doctor Who. Excellent. What? Yeah. That's f awesome. Fourteen twenty. All right. <laughs> I just have to mark the timestamp so I can bleep that later. Um. So here's an exercise for you. We have someone here who only listens to one podcast. I was gonna modify that a little bit. Oh. Oh, I so, have a whole list. So podcast advisory is like reader's advisory. A little bit. Well, I, So I would like, Amy, for you to tell me a couple of podcasts to listen to, and I can tell you about myself. I have a 12-minute commute. Uh -huh. I do listen to, like, four CD or fewer audiobooks because otherwise it would take six months to get through one. Um, I listened to the first six episodes of Welcome to Night Vale on a flight to visit Anna once last year. And I liked it just fine, but I didn't feel compelled to continue. Um, I enjoy Bellwether Friends. I enjoy my experiences with Extra Hot Great because Anna always has that on in the car. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I guess that's enough to go on. Well, given your short commute... Um... You might want to think about 99% Invisible. Oh, yeah. I like um, that one. That's good. Because it tends to be like 
no more than 20 minutes. Sometimes mm-hmm. it goes a little longer, but um, it tends to be 15 or 20 minutes. And it's they, um, and in fact, that's, I can't always recommend going back and listening to all of the episodes, but with 99 Prevent, Present Invis, um, Invisible, I, I absolutely recommend it. They're all great and they're really well produced episodes. And it, um, it's also Margaret recommended. Yeah. Oh, good. It's wonderful. And uh, he, um, it's put out by Roman Mars and actually a team of people now, but it started just as him. And it's, um, they talk about some sort of aspect of design and um, it can be about architecture or product design, but it can also get um, a little bit weird. Like they take different angles of it at it. Um, and it's nice and short. Yeah. And it's nice and short. Um, and it's just really, it's really interesting. Um I always end up Googling whatever they talk That's about. That's what I learned about. Ooh, um, I like the... it when you want to go find yeah, out more about something. I went something. and Googled That's images. They were talking about the um, the ships in World War II, I think, that were painted with, like, oh, they... zebra stripe patterns the, to make like, them look more ca- camouflaged. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I need to, I need to, well, I need a visual that. You on showed this. that to me. Well, that's where I learned about that. Excellent. Mm-hmm. The other thing that you might want to think about jumping into, although this one's a bit of a commitment, is... Um, called i don't know if you've ever heard of the british radio show the archers Mm-mm. um it's been it's sort of like a radio soap opera that's been airing in the uk for like ages it's been on since like the 50s um and it's still on the radio unlike many soap operas in america that moved to tv they stayed on the radio and they're about 10 to 15 minutes long and it's about this farming community in like a made-up town in in England called um, Ambridge, and everybody has their own like little life dramas. But it, it all tends to stay very small town, and it's quaint and kind of addictive. Um, but it's like a short little snapshot, and it's just delightful. Um, I I have I follow behind on it a lot because it comes out every day, but it is really short, so. Those both sound like possible hits. I will add them to my queue. <laughs> Thank you. Listening to the archers, then we can talk about like who's who's deciding to get rid of their cows now. <laughs> How tragic! Why would you get rid of your cows? Because it's just you know you can't make money in dairy anymore. <laughs> oh, for heaven's sake! This is true. We should get rid of the cows. <laughs> it's great. You can't. <clears throat> so I'm just going to mention a few podcasts that I like to listen to. Extra high grade has been mentioned several times now, but um, a long time ago, I started reading a website called Mighty Big TV, um, which did television recaps, and then it turned into Television Without Pity, and then various iterations later, um, it had turned it has turned into previously TV, the website. But the creative engine behind it put out a podcast called Extra Hot Grade, and they just talk about well, they talk about television now because that's what their site is about, but um, I just like them, and um, I like the variety of stuff they talk about, and I like the games that they play at the end of the episode. That's usually what I make Eileen listen to. They're super fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I started listening to that because you recommended it. I think that I started listening to that right after we met on the internet, and and that and pod, Pop Culture Happy Hour. Right. Was, that I picked up from you. I um, you know, Mar- our friend Margaret is on Pop Culture Happy Hour um, now, not infrequently. Um, but I still have a backlog of like twenty episodes, and I don't know if it's because I don't. I think Carol and I talked about this. Like, I don't want to listen to one of those and, be- and then be like, "Hey, we should talk about that too," right after they talk about it. Mm-hmm. 
you know? Yeah, it's just it's like a little how too close. It's a risk. People who write books tend to not go look at the fanfic from their books because yes, exactly. Yeah. So our friend Margaret has her own podcast now called Appointment TV. Have you been listening to that? I have been listening to that. I have fallen behind um, a little bit, but I was keeping up pretty well because my podcasts are just arranged alphabetically, so it's easy for me to do Appointment <laughs> TV. Oh, librarians. <laughs> Well, um, but I do listen to Appointment TV, and um, I recently started listening to All the Books podcast from Book Riot. Oh, I have not heard of that one. So, um, it's... Where's my phone? Uh, Miss Liberty, and um, I think... Let me check. No, it's not going to tell me, of course. Oh, Rebecca um, Chinsky. Mm-hmm. from Book Riot, and they just talk about the new releases each week. Like, what's coming out, what they're excited about, and so... So that might be relevant to our professional development. Exactly. It's a good professional development tool if you're a librarian who orders books. You can be like, oh, I heard, you know, it's another one of those, oh, I heard about that book kind of things. Um, and I've been having it on sort of in the background while I do other stuff, and then I, if I have a computer in front of me, I can put stuff on my personal list or I can put it in a cart or I can send an email to someone else that they should order it so that's good and um uh you know our friend uh Kristen has a podcast about comics called Secret Stacks um I did listen to a little X-Files files but I couldn't I couldn't commit to the like really long episodes Mm. on a thing that I had just gone through myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, maybe if I had listened to each episode as we were rewatching, I would have gotten great insight or something, but I couldn't go over that ground again so quickly. <laughs> there seems to be a trend lately where people are making podcasts about TV shows, doing them episode by episode. I do enjoy the Extra Hot Great, again with this, 90210, and it mm-hmm. could be because I hardly watched 90210 at all, like, mm-hmm. in the first place. So this is how I can sort of watch the show. And it's only, it's not usually that long. It's like half an hour to 45 minutes. So what do you think is the ideal length of an episode? I'd say 45 minutes is a good sweet spot. Um, because, uh, I, and I definitely listen to things that are like an hour and a half, sometimes close to two hours long, but those like, they have to be really good for me to. Yeah. I, to it's hard to commit. Stuff. Um, the really helpful thing with the long ones is, um, cause Extra Hot Great does this and, and I will admit to doing some cherry picking with yeah, Extra yeah, Hot Yeah, me too. I skip they, things. They, um, they, with each, in their episode notes, they'll put timestamps where different things are brought up. And I will, like, look at that and say, I, well, I don't really care about The Bachelor, so I'm going to skip right, everything right. they say about right. that and move right into uh, iZombie or whatever. Right. And they have, like, a Breaking Bad canon submission, which I don't care about at all. So right. like I just you move can... right on past that. But they put it's... a timestamp so you can just fast forward to the right place. Yeah, and, and each episode is structured very similarly, yep. so you know what you're going for. Like, everything's pretty much in the same order, and some, th- some weeks some things happen that don't happen other weeks, but they're kind of slotted in the same spaces. Yes. So, and I always, always listen to the face-off update with Liv, because <laughs> that's the best part. <laughs> um, 
So um, that's really helpful because a lot of podcasts that are really long tend to do those timestamp things and it's great. Um, We try to keep ours not that long, but sometimes it runs over. mm -hmm. And you know, if it's a great conversation, then it's great. But if it's not, then I'm probably going to skip over something. Exactly. the great thing about a lot of podca- uh, podcast apps is they have these little skip buttons where you can go two minutes in the future and see if they're talking about something else. I use it a lot. So do you, here's a question. Do you ever listen to podcasts on faster than 1x speed? Uh, I cannot do that. No? It, it, no, it, it, it's not, it just doesn't work. It makes it's something doesn't work in my brain. It makes me go crazy. See, I can go to 1.25 and sometimes 1.5. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're listening to something that has clips in it, like clips of music or clips of sh- of TV show dialogue, then that really doesn't work at all. You have something with me on it because I talk fast. <laughs> you have to like, I I I was doing it with an audiobook, the It audiobook, because I was trying to get through it. But you you definitely have to forget that it's sped up. <laughs> And just imagine that just they imagine chose they a really fast. narrator. <laughs> yeah, well, that's one way to deal with the backlog, is to be like, well, I'm going to listen to this one really fast. Mm. And, like, I definitely am doing something else while I'm doing yeah. listening podcasts, so, like, having it spit up like that just won't work. Like, it's just too much input. Um, uh, what It's called, like, I believe somebody told me this, because I, I tweeted once that, that, like, I had to turn off my podcast so that I could read an email. Yes. Um, and that is actually a thing called cognitive load. Like, if you have too much going into your brain, you might short circuit and you have to turn something off. <laughs> so even though I don't need to hear to read an email, sometimes I need yeah, to turn Yeah, sometimes it. I pause it in order to, <laughs> yeah, to do something else. So I just have a couple more. So Worst Bestsellers is our, our podcast friend. They launched about the same time. They're, you know librarian and librarian adjacent and uh, hoping to have them on in a few months to talk about the x-men movie um and our friend and former guest dolly has a podcast that she runs with steve a librarian named withdrawn so basically we have a lot of friends doing podcasts mm-hmm. we do have a co-worker who is a musician and has a podcast in which he discusses covers, hmm. which I want to have him on. Are you gonna t- to talk tell about us covers? The name of it? I don't know the name of it. <laughs> I'll look it up. Um, but he has. But he, so he's a musician, and he talks about covers. And I'm like, I think that covers are the highest form of art. So maybe yeah, we should on. have you on. Um, I would listen to that. I wouldn't skip that podcast. Thank oh, you. excellent! So here, let me find the name of it really fast. <laughs> You have another coworker who has a podcast in Seattle. I or do. A friend. It's um. It's really it interesting. Who? Oh yeah, my my friend Rick also has a podcast. What's... He doesn't listen to this. So, oh my gosh. So this is really cool because. I think it might be called. Where is his podcast? You let Amy keep talking. What's okay. interesting? Um, well, no, it's really interesting. I think for a lot of people that have been listening to podcasts for a long time, you can kind of separate the whole history of podcasting into like before serial and after serial. Because if you recall, last year there was a podcast that came out. Yeah, I was going to say, where are you on serial? I did not listen to it. 
I listened to the first season and I have not listened to the second season because the material just didn't grab me the second season, but I was completely obsessed with the first season, like many people. Yes. Like in all of a sudden the news was talking about podcasts and we're like, what is this new format? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here thinking like, I've been listening to podcasts for years. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> been around for a while. And all of a sudden, all these people that had never listened to podcasts started listening to podcasts like crazy. And I would have, I remember people that I worked with come up to me and just be like, so, um, do you, uh, do you know what podcasts are? Podcast advisory. And, uh, and wanted to know if I listened to Serial and I'd be like, yes, I definitely know what podcasts are. <laughs> I've heard of Serial. But there was a whole new group of people that had never heard of the format that were suddenly getting into Which it. Which is and cool. Now, I like that. It is, it is so cool. Like, it is great because it used to be when I would want to talk about my podcast with people, I'd have to explain what they even were. Right. And now you'd Didn't like you that. have a coworker that suggested you might like this podcast? Yeah. I, I actually <sighs> work with somebody that, that, um, she was like, you know what podcast you should listen to bellwether friends. And I was like, funny, you should say that. I am <laughs> friends with Anna. <laughs> okay. She's found. So the- I found the podcast about covers that my coworker does. And it's called, where's that sound coming from? All right. I'm going to write that down. And there are 15 or 16 episodes. Um, this is manageable. It looks like he hasn't come out with a lot recently, but we still support it. And um, we could spur him. We could. We could, <laughs> we could come up with something that might, um, might test his musical integrity. <laughs> uh, covers. Mm-hmm. So many options. <laughs> well, like the Erasure ABBA album. Right. I could talk about that for days. Okay. But not right now. We're talking about podcasts. Okay. I'm looking at my list of questions. I think that was all of my questions. I have tried and dropped a lot of podcasts in my life because... The other cool thing about Serial is that, like, because that was such a huge success, so many people are trying to start podcasts now that weren't there before. And this last year has been... Like, that's one of the reasons why my list is out of control because so many cool ones keep coming out that I want to try and I just don't technically have time and I haven't really come to terms with that yet yeah Um, but like and they're getting so specific now like they're getting really really topical much in the same way that television has sort of stopped trying to uh work towards a broad appeal and started going becoming much more specific and trying to grab the attention of a specific demographic I think podcasts are doing that in a really interesting way yeah it's it's pretty easy to be niche in the podcast because you're not you just get your own subscribers. <laughs> That's yeah. It. And my dad asked me who I was making this for at some point. And I was like, myself? <laughs> and Aline. Right. And yeah, and unlike a television show, the, the threshold for making your own podcast is relatively low. It is relatively low. It was a $45 microphone. Yeah. So, and so all recording software. There's just so much interesting content that's that's happening, and a lot of fictional podcasts have started up this year, which has been really great. Um, seeing more and more of that with the success of Welcome to Night Vale. Yeah, that makes sense. Which is cool. Yeah, and it's serials very... have always been popular mm-hmm. in our culture. It's kind of nice to see that that um, type of storytelling coming back um, into play. I think it's awesome. Yeah, it's great. So, I'm going to segue us into, oh, is that me? A different kind of storytelling, <laughs> which is our second topic, the um, card game 
called Slash, which uh, Amy introduced us to. Thank you, Amy. Welcome. Um, if you have played the game Apples to Apples, it's sort of similar. Where <laughs> sort of, sort of, where you have a um, card and you play it, and then other people have to play cards that match up with it, and then the best match is the winning card. Is that fair? Yes. Um, do you do you know do you know more about the origin of this game? I really don't. I think it was on, I think it might have been like a Kickstarter game at some point. I yeah. remember seeing it early on and thinking, that sounds cool, and then forgetting about it for like eight months. And then I saw it in a store, in a, a store near where you live, um, and and just had to buy it. Like, it just, like, like Immediate I don't... buy. I, I feel like I need to say a little bit about Slash from... Um the standpoint of someone who doesn't know about these things. Can I read the back? Yes. First? Or do you need to just... Okay. No. It says, Everyone has a soulmate, a partner that completes them. Someone who supports them in the thickest of thick and the thinnest of thin, who loves them unconditionally and electrifies uh, them. <laughs> Typo. With a glance, a smirk or a touch. No Oxford comma. Oh no. Slash is a game about finding that one true pairing that's bolded. OTP. Uh, and initial capped. Whether it is a relationship that crosses centuries, continents, or literary continuities, true matchmaking cannot be constrained by the dictates of logic, propriety, or canon. In Slash, Romance Without Boundaries, players compete to make the perfect one true pairing by matching romantic partners from across the canons of pop culture, literature, and history. Now, go ahead. So, um, yeah, that pretty much covers it. I have nothing further to say. Okay. I, I'll, I'll, I'll digress, Are you going to talk sure. about being elderly? Uh, well, I was going to say something as usual. <laughs> the theme of Bellwether Friends has become, Aline is old. And I didn't know about slash as a term. I didn't know about fic. I didn't know about non-canon action. And, um, so, and... And Anna has introduced me to all of this. Thank you so much. Uh, You're welcome. (laughs) So, um, and then we found out about Slash at a game day at Amy's house. And I immediately began questing about for it and bought all of the expansions and bought the set. And we have played it too much enjoyment. It's a a good game to play with a whole bunch of people, but we have also developed a um, (laughs) two-person strategy. We're going to try it with uh, two people and Twitter as a moderator sometime. (laughs) Yes, at some point we will play with Twitter. How many cards do we get? We get ten. I I hope someday they make an online version, much like their online Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, yeah. We could just all play together all the time. I think that would be great. So So much for employment. So uh, we're each going to deal uh, 10 cards. Yep, we've got our 10 Amy's cards. Amy's going to play in eastern Massachusetts, and we're going to play in western Massachusetts. And we're going to see if we can play a physical card game in two different locations. With a minimal confusion. Yeah, so um, Amy, you can go first. Okay. Um, so am I going to pick, I'm going to pick the person. Let's see here. 
I did not get a good hand, guys. We, we so we have a policy. We have a rule that um, if you have anyone in your in your hand that um, you don't know and could not make a case for because you have no idea, then you can swap them out. <laughs> okay, I okay okay. I swap one out. I have Draco Malfoy. Oh, you're from, doing Draco from Harry Potter. Okay, says arrogant blonde privileged wizard brat. Parents are evil to the max. Slicks back his hair like his name was James Spader. Okay. Um, hmm. I have... We're just going to play this. So the per- in Slash, the person who plays the card, um, everyone else plays w- their, their match from their hand of ten cards, and then the person who played the original chooses who they consider to be the best match, and that person wins that hand. They play it face down. We're not going to play it face down because we can't see anyway. Right. So I think for Draco, out of my hand of 10, ooh, that's an interesting, I'm going to play Olivia Pope from Scandal, (laughs) political fixer, fashion trendsetter, and secret lover of the fictional president, solves international PR crisis with ease, but can't get a handle on her personal life. And I am going to play Wadsworth the butler from Clue. Crafty butler at the Body Mansion, where he is head of the kitchen and dining room. Keeps everything tidy, including possibly covering up for murder, blackmail, and identity theft. Okay. Your verdict, Amy? She used to think about it. (laughs) She's so much more thoughtful than me. I can see how Olivia Pope would work, but I feel like... There's so much synergy between Draco and Wadsworth just as, like, people. Not that Draco wasn't terribly evil in the books, but I feel like he has that potential. And Wadsworth would just, like, help him, you know. into his true self. (laughs) I'm for it. I think uh, that works for me. Like, partners in crime and, and love. Okay. So when you play a two-person hand, when, when Anna and I play this with just the two of us, then one of us plays and the other one will, like, we'll both try to match it and then we'll sort of decide who had the better match from their hand and we always agree. There's never any sort of, like, argument. No. It's usually pretty obvious who's the best. All right, am I going? Or are you going? You're going. Okay. Um, I have Jaws. Um... And the description says you're going to need a bigger boat. Oh, Jaws. Okay. Could I go next or is it you? Go ahead. You can Uh, go. How about I'm going to match with Jaws. Edward Scissorhands. Spooky and sweet monster boy made by a mad but elegant scientist. Never received a real human pair of hands and makes you with razor-bladed extremities. Expert topiarist and gentle whisperer. Oh, Edward Scissorhands. Okay, so the really super creepy thing is that I had already picked my my match for Jaws, and I had chosen the Shredder from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, oh, who is Shredder. a revenge-driven madman who wears armor covered in knives and is a super awesome ninja. How creepy is that? <laughs> we were on the same wavelength. I think. Totally on the same wavelength. So I always want to have some kind of um, bypass rule where you can put Shredder and Edward Scissorhands together. <laughs> <laughs> we do make up a lot of rules as we go along. Um, I don't know. 
see, I picked Jaws because I just felt like it, but now I can't see Jaws with anything but a boat. Um, so I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Edward Scissorhands because um, he's a little gentler, I think. <laughs> you think he Jaws, might tame Jaws? Jaws? Needs. Okay. Well, I've got one that you guys are going to both really have a good time uh, pairing, and we're going to go with Princess Leia. Oh, no! Yeah, yeah. Who are you going to pair Princess Leia with, y'all? Well, we know the kind of guy she likes. We do know what kind of guy she likes, but do we know what kind of girl she likes? Oh, good point. Hmm. Well, so do you want us to come up with a girl pairing and a boy pairing? <laughs> I want you to come up with a pairing. <laughs> I think I have somebody, but... I have some good options. Oh, good. Here. Go, Amy. Um, Lilu Dallas Multipass from The Fifth Element. Okay. I haven't seen The Fifth Element. Read the description. A space ninja who is made out of love, maybe? Orange hair dressed primarily in band-aids and rubber. Great. I don't know oh, how yeah. I could compete with that. Her dress um, is white, like Leia's get-up. So I'm going to go with... Um... I'm going to go with LL Cool J. <laughs> the card says he's from the Bronx and that ladies love him. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to go with Lilu. I know. I can tell by your face. So, so you get the card, general yeah, idea. Yeah. Each card says where they're from, what um, show or book or... Time in history. Time in history. There are real people. There are not real people. Aline has a, some cards she wanted to talk about. So I all, they also have a, a symbol if it's a f woman or a man, or they have like a slash for non-gendered things. Like I have the scarf from Doctor Who in my Is hand. Is it what they are or what they're looking for? Um, it's what they, what they are. are. Okay. But then look at the symbol for Dr. Frank Inferno. Yeah, that one's exciting. It's a very exciting symbol. that is. Um, so the best thing about the expansions is that they have really sort of been casting a wide net. Um, when I started rummaging through the shipwreck expansion from October 2014, I found two characters from romance novels by Sarah McLean, the Marquess of Bourne from A Rogue by Any Other Name. I remember that guy. Is a scorned nobleman who has taken up a callous and ruthless, taken up as a callous and ruthless prince of the Regency London underworld. Yep. And then Lady Calpurnia Hartwell from Nine Rules to Break When Romancing a Rake. And she is a sexy but staid almost spinster who seeks to break out of her humdrummery with romance and unladylike behavior. <laughs> so those are, I was just so tickled to bits to find them when I was rummaging through the expansion sets. Um, Amy, did you have a couple? Um, I, well, I have found, I have two of my favorite cards. I found one of them. The other one I haven't found yet, but um, the one I'm holding is Line Block from Tetris. Yes! Oh, yeah, we tweeted about too. that one. <laughs> we paired um, it up with Alex Trebek, I believe. Yes. <laughs> I think Jeremy <laughs> paired it up with Alex Trebek for us. That seems like something he would do. <laughs> um. And um, instead of the, like, male or female symbol, it just has the line. Perfect. <laughs> and um, this is the most beloved shape in the Tetris canon, long, strong, and ready to get it on. If by it you mean clearing lines like a mirror at a 70s disco. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird card, and I love it so much. And the other one that I couldn't find is um, all of the Golden Girls. 
Oh yes, all of them. All, 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 of them. all the golden girls. That's what I like about this game is that there, are, I there are definitely probably about forty percent of the, the cards. I do not know that mm-hmm. reference. <laughs> So that's why we have the rule of uh, you can throw it back if you don't know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's particularly it's... helpful for someone my age. Oh, poor baby. <laughs> full of cards that you can't identify. It's no fun. Yeah, and the yeah. whole point of the game is to have fun. So yeah. Um, another thing we do when we play is there's a card mechanic in the game, Cards Against Humanity, that's called Rando Cardrizian. <laughs> Much like Lando Card. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> where... Um, everybody plays their own cards and then you just take a random card out of the deck and play it as though it were an extra player without looking at it and um and we play that with slash when we play because sometimes the rando card is amazing (laughs) and it wins we might have to uh we can implement that that. yeah and it's a great way to expand when you don't have as many players as you'd like so uh, as long as you're okay with it noted yeah. It's either that or Twitter judging. We could always go to Twitter to judge really tough ones um, and not right make a- them judge everything. Right after I bought this game, I actually invited some folks over to just play Slash for a whole afternoon, and we played it for four hours straight, and nobody ever got bored. Well, <laughs> nobody ever told me they were bored. Right, maybe they were, but you, but you invite us next time. We'll come. Yeah, we'll be there. I'm making a mental note. Okay. <laughs> And also, we are looking forward to playing the other game that you mentioned. I can't remember the name of it now, which involved running a country house and um, trying to get social points over your rivals. I'm. I'm it, hold on, I'm going to have to pull it up because I can't remember either. It's time for something. Um. Because it looks like so much fun. Lords and ladies. Lords and ladies. You can't get better than that. Unless, of course, you decide you're going to play Elevenses. Have you heard of Elevenses? No. So we're going to bring Elevenses to play with you when we play Lords and Ladies because it is the card game of morning tea. You are a respectable 1920s socialite striving to serve the finest morning tea. Oh my goodness. That will go really great with Lords and Ladies. Right? Yep. You play cards to create your spread. Sandwiches, biscuits, cakes, and don't forget the tea. When 11 o'clock strikes, the player with the best spread wins. Just like real life. (laughs) So yeah, we'll bring that along and um, yeah. We're going to have an awesome time. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So I think everyone should play Slash is the... um, the note I'm going to end on for, for that segment. Agreed. Um, so our next thing that we usually do is we do musical obsessions, if you have one. Um, have you got one, Amy? I do. Um, it, it starts with a TV show, but it does turn into a musical obsession. Okay. Um, the, uh, the t- one of my favorite shows is Broad City, and they just started their third season of TV. And um, on the premiere episode it opens with this great montage where you see uh, the two main characters um, Abby and Alana in their respective bathrooms in their homes they live in separate apartments Um, and they're just like you know getting ready for the day doing their hair and it sort of escalates from there into like a bunch of really wacky situations and the whole thing is um, is in the background is playing this song called Let Em Say by Lizzo and I've never heard of this artist before I'm gonna have to look into how do you spell it? 
uh, Lizzo, L-I-Z-Z-O. Okay. I might be saying that incorrectly, but, um, because like I say, this is the only song I'm familiar with, but it's become a total earworm. It's such a jam. And, um, and it has sort of like a haters gonna hate kind of message. So I like blast it in the car on my way home from work. Sounds good. But it's just great. I have a, um, a Coldplay earworm. (laughs) Yeah, Coldplay. Nice yeah, well, we we saw we were watching Sunday morning, like the elderly people we are. CBS Sunday CBS morning. Yes, Sunday we watch morning. it. We watch it four to six weeks late. <laughs> and they had a segment on Coldplay before the Super Bowl, which we just watched this a couple. We watched it on Monday, and um, they their new single that they released, "Adventure of a Lifetime," has a, like a guitar thing riff. That's the word. That stuck in my head. It's been stuck in my head since Monday, so I'm gonna call it an obsession. And then maybe if I listen to it a bunch of times, it'll go away, or it'll become mine. Or yes. Okay. And so my musical obsession is um, an old song that has resurged in my brain because of um, uh, political reasons. And it is "Your Love Is My Drug" by Kesha, because. Um, I like the song. It got put on a playlist for me, and I got it in my head, like, a couple years ago, and then Kesha's had all of this stuff going on, and I'm thinking about her and escaping from contracts, and then when I was rummaging through Slash, there is a card for Kesha, in case you were playing Slash and wanted to pair (laughs) her up, up and the description for Kesha says that she's from Los Angeles, and it says, singer, rapper, party rocker, likes songs about partying, binge drinking, dying young, and, quote, not stopping, end quote, the aforementioned partying, and there's a typo on this card as well, (laughs) so, um, go Kesha. She's right next to Lex Luthor there. And And yes, the box just paired her with Lex Luthor when I set that down. Oh, Cecil from Night Vale. I just like to go through the cards and, like, enjoy the people that they have in them. Well, and speculate on them, yeah. Well, and, and as was demonstrated while we played, the uh, the little blurbs with each person right. tend to be pretty entertaining. Entertaining, for sure. Kind of it's like really, apples to apples. Like I mean, the definitions. It's really hard not to be like, I have these people in my hand. And we've definitely filled out a bunch of blank cards, um, but it's uh, there's so much pressure to write something good under the description. Oh, yeah, that might be tough. Okay, so then we have a regular old obsession. Do you have anything you would like to be obsessed with, Amy? Um, well, I've been talking about this on Twitter a lot lately, but I, as of this morning, I finished a full week of doing yoga in the morning every nice. single day. I mean, I've been doing yoga off and on since I was like 16 years old um, and off and on being the key part of that but I've never like done it consecutive days in a row before um, and uh, it, it's kind of been a magical week I've been in a really good mood and like I um, my back hasn't hurt which has been great so I um, I've been really obsessed with that in particular the uh, the YouTube channel that I've been using yoga with Adrian has this like 30 day set of videos that are free on YouTube um, and it's just been so helpful because I don't have to like think I can just get up and do the video and then by the time I'm done I'm awake and I feel great so the, um, yoga teacher at this table is very happy I'm so happy you're making me want to cry so keep keep testifying sister <laughs> yeah well my coworkers say I have to keep it up because 
I'm always in such a good mood and I'm never grumpy, <laughs> which it's only been a week, so we'll see. But like, <laughs> they like it so far. Yeah, Excellent. everyone's for it. Um, so I, I don't think I've talked about this, but I picked up a few new comic subscriptions in the last couple of months. Um, Hellcat, which features um, Patsy, who, aka Hellcat, who is trying to start an like um job agency for superheroes who need jobs <laughs> and um the first issue had several jokes that just like got me so i have been subscribing and i've been also reading um moon girl and devil dinosaur to little g which is um a young African-American girl who's just like trying to get into a school for geniuses and doesn't have time for anyone else. She has like rocket roller skates that she's invented and then a dinosaur that comes from another time looking for something that she has. And then I just picked up Faith on our friend um, other Amy, Amy Diggs um, recommendation and I've read the first couple of issues of that and I haven't read anything by um from Valiant Comics before. So it's like a nice way to get into that world. So yeah. That's what we that need. More comics. Is too. I haven't I haven't read that yet, but I've heard so many good things. Yeah, it was good. And um you know, I'm interested to see where the story goes. It's nice to see a female comic character that looks like a normal person. Like she's she got a body type that you don't you just don't see in comics and so you're like wow this could be happening way more often yeah <laughs> but it's great that they're doing it and i'm glad they've gone into like a third or fourth printing um uh, so i'm i'm really happy so my obsession goes back to slash um and i confess to not knowing much about fic in my former existence <laughs> And um, one of the things that we enjoy doing whenever we're watching any TV show or reading any book or any comic is to get on Archive of Our Own and look and see who's written what pairings for any show. And it's like, oh, there's three stories with this one and this one, and there's 37 stories with this one and this one. Um, one of the, the best is, um, and kind of semi-recent, is Quantico. If yeah, you want to yeah, like yeah, look, yeah, up we'll look up some <laughs> some pairings, because Quantico is populated with exclusively pulchritudinous twenty somethings, yes. and you could pair any of them for endless delight. Each of who has to wear a certain uniform that should be uniform, except they're all right exquisitely cut to their body type. Yes, <laughs> so they're all wearing khakis and heather gray t-shirts, except for this one who is built like this has a super deep V, and this one who is built like this has <laughs> one that is just sort of cut on an inverted triangle. Oh, and Juan this Co. one, I don't think we're even watching that anymore. No, we're not even we're not even taping it anymore. But um, <laughs> but boy, it's a lot of fun to read the fic for various things i just you don't read the fic you just look to see yeah. who's paired right 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 yeah no we just like just i have read some but not much okay. what's a fun game is to take a property that's been around for a while like star trek and see if you can find a pairing that doesn't exist anywhere because it's really hard i did go and look at the 902 and 0 pairings once 
And yeah. there were just weren't that many. It has to hit that sweet spot of people our age and younger. <laughs> right. Or Your age and younger. Or a little bit older, but who, like, went back and put their fic on the internet. <laughs> or were in syndication or something. Or something. Yeah. So that y'all saw it. It's a, it's a fun game. No, it's a, it's, but yeah. I bet we could monetize it somehow. If we were like the people who invented Slash. <laughs> That'd be great. But it, it's, it's a lot of fun just to, I mean, just turn on any given show and then go check it out or just go yeah. look, look at something that you Law liked. Law and Order. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm going to have to go right now. All right. Well, uh, we don't want to, we don't want to make this episode too long. <laughs> We get out of the sweet spot of 45 minutes. I can um, podcast for like another hour. So. <laughs> don't worry. You can come back anytime. Um, so thanks for listening. I'm Anna and you can find me online at Helga Grace, H-E-L-G-A-G-R-A-C-E. Amy? I'm on Twitter at Calzone, C-A-L-Z-O-N-E. Um, I am not a pizza place. This is true. Although... Some people mistake you for one. Very often. And I'm Allie, and you can find me on Twitter at Surly Spice, S-U-R-L-Y-S-P-I-C-E. And our in-and-out music was provided by Julie Jurgens. You can find her on Twitter at Hi Miss Julie, H-I-M-I-S-S-J-U-L-I-E. Thank you.